0: About two weekends ago, I bought the Financial Times on Saturday because they were running a feature on whether property is still a hot buy for investors and indeed for anyone and featured in the feature was a person I'd never heard of. His name was Henry Pryor and he was described as a property expert. I thought, gosh, who's he? So I Googled him to find that he is a property buyer like me he only advises people on buying property and given that it's a fairly rare breed this breed of property buyers I thought I'd like to talk to him to ask him his experience of buying property for people and indeed why anyone should bother using a property buyer. to have a chance to talk to you as the BBC describe you as their favourite property expert. and Can't be bad for business.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, people are very, very generous with their remarks and mm-hmm. comments but uh, we'll see whether you still think so at the end of this podcast. Yeah.
0: Well, when we were talking earlier about why do people use property buyers, you had a great analogy of if you're going out on a date and or let's say you had been out on a date even more dramatically and you thought god is this a good idea or not should i go ahead with this relationship or should i run a mile now generally you'd sound out your friends on the merits or otherwise of the person who you have in view but in this case if you're thinking of spending a million half a million a couple of million on a property and it's just you and your husband or wife and you're just talking to each other sometimes you can talk each other into a decision or out of a decision and sometimes you can be a bit baffled as to what is the right decision so is a property buyer useful from that point of view as simply being a third party who has no vested interest
1: well we go through life don't we making highly subjective and emotional decisions not least of all when it comes to um, the emotions of uh, life partners or Mm. short-term partners and the kinds of uh, implications that they have we only have to look sadly at uh, in the uk anyway at the uh, a divorce statistics to see how unsuccessful or risky that kind of decision can be. True. Um, and by and large, many of us who've got a, a ripe old age, of where I am at the moment, um, have a, a back catalogue of, uh, of, of wrecks that uh, litter our emotional coastline. Um, and so it is when it comes to buying a house. And inevitably, most people's experience of home uh, is a mixture of, uh, of, of um, the emotion that's wrapped up in somewhere that they've grown up in perhaps or somewhere where they've uh, met people where they've had parties, Mm great memories um, and when it comes to either renting or buying a new place people want to find something that not only appeals to them from a financial point of view and Mm -hmm. something that their bank manager might approve of Mm -hmm. but also it's going to be something that's going to work for them and their circumstances and their family and and friends and and, uh, make sure it's going to work from from that point of view. So uh, when it comes uh, to Making this sort of purchase, particularly bearing in mind that for most people it is their single biggest financial commitment, mm-hmm. and particularly bearing in mind uh, here we are in 2018, legislation is such that actually making that purchase is incredibly expensive. It's not something you want to get wrong mm-hmm. if you can avoid it. So, getting a third party view, getting the, the view of a friend um, on what you're about to do and why you're doing it, and whether it's likely to answer the sorts of questions that you've got uh, for a lot of people is incredibly sensible and very very helpful if they can get hold of it for
0: sure and if they happen to have a well-informed friend that's great but i can i my experience is that if you're buying something your friends and family are often jumping in with lots of opinions none of which may be very helpful or well-informed or useful to you which is why i think a third-party person who's in the property business a professional in that business who spent their life both selling it and now buying it has got to be useful to you because at least they'll get you to ask the right questions. And we were talking earlier about what are the right questions to ask when you're looking at buying a property. What would a property buyer advise you to ask of the agent?
1: So, a buying agent is going to help you to find the sort of property that is going to suit your requirements, mm-hmm. having first of all tried to help you come up with a short list of the things that are actually relevant okay so step
0: one is they'll help you actually identify the right property
1: inevitably the vast majority of us certainly in my case we have delusions of grandeur Mm. we have expensive tastes we (laughs) inevitably want something uh, that's more expensive than we can afford yeah and whether you're looking at buying something in Dublin or something in the whole of Western Europe, Mm -hmm. inevitably you're going to have to make compromises because the ideal property that you might have in your mind's eye is, as I say, probably going to be more expensive than you can afford, and you're going to have to find out from the list of things that you say are essential for this Mm -hmm. next property, whereabouts you're going to be prepared to compromise. Yes,
0: I think that's a really
1: good point. trying to help people understand what they can do without, what are essential, what are deal breakers, Mm-hmm. Uh, and where to go and find the things that, having come up with the shortlist, they're most likely to find that property mm-hmm. uh, can be enormously helpful. So, when they're talking to estate agents, when they're looking on the internet, trying to work out uh, what sort of price points, parameters they might want to put in, for example, what sort of properties uh, they might be, that might actually provide them with what they're looking for uh, as a solution, is, is, is where most people find it useful to have a sounding board. Yes based on their experience perhaps of, of, uh, of what's out there and what is available. So you know, in my case, I've spent 35 years buying and selling properties. I worked for Savas for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, in that time, I got to learn from the seller's perspective uh, how agents go about marketing properties, the sorts of uh, inducements and, and uh, excitements that they put out there in order to try and get the best price for their, their client. Mm-hmm. Remember that in the UK, as in Ireland, Uh, we have an agent system rather than a brokerage system, so agents aren't there trying to find a happy compromise Mm -hmm. between a buyer and seller, they're there trying to to do the very best for their client, and they're paid by their client to do that. I often describe it to people, the estate agent's role is to pick your pocket until you say no, and they're not necessarily, other than above some pretty basic consumer law, trying to make sure that what you're buying is going to be something that's going to suit you, they're there trying to get the best for their client. Not unreasonable, Mm -hmm. but if you're looking to buy something, clearly that's something you've got to keep in mind.
0: For sure, and it it totally makes sense that if the seller has basically got a wingman on their side in the form of a selling agent, um, it it makes total sense that the buyer should also have a wingman to counter the seller's agent's wiles or spin or take on a certain property. Um, And when we discussed the concept of... um, identifying, refining your needs and working out the compromises I've found as a buyer that um, one thing I've done, and you touched on it there, is also enlarge the uh, type of location that the buyer was prepared to look in. I had one client recently who thought they could only afford a two-bed apartment in a certain area, whereas in fact they were happy to live in a different area where they could afford a house. And now they've ended up with a house with a garden and a parking space out the front, whereas they had actually restricted themselves only to looking in a certain area for an apartment. So I think you're right, we can
1: expand
0: Their thinking in terms of location?
1: Well, we have to remember that the vast majority of people get their information about what's going on with the housing market and what might be available and what is happening to prices from the media, from radio, TV, from newspapers, Mm -hmm. as well as. stories from their anecdotal stories from their friends and work colleagues for example you have to remember that the vast majority of information that's put out is put out by people who are selling things so if you look at articles quoting an expert talking about the housing market they're invariably selling houses or they're selling mortgages or they're selling financial services and human nature being what it is the vast majority of these people are always going to view their glass as being half full. Mm-hmm. Nobody would instruct a depressed estate agent, no one would borrow money from a mortgage broker or a bank or an institution who thinks that uh, interest rates for example are going to quadruple over yeah. the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. So they're always, their advice, their comments are always tainted in that way. Mm-hmm. Which means invariably yeah, that people yeah, think that uh, the markets, that house prices will always go up. Yeah, they, o- sure. they think that inevitably house prices are, 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 for them are going to be out yeah, of reach perhaps. Sure. And as you say, invariably, if you've got somebody in your corner who's looking after you, they're able to explain to you that, for example, in the UK at the moment, only half of all the houses that go on the market actually sells.
0: That is truly an amazing statistic, that this year in 2018, only half the properties that agents have put up to sell have actually
1: been sold. And it gets gets more blunt and more dramatic even still Mm -hmm. when you realise that actually statistically, again in the UK... 70% Seventy percent of homes that do sell sell with the second agent who are instructed. Eighty-five um, percent of homes that do sell sell for less than the asking price. In mm. fact. They- the gap between the average asking price across the whole of the UK at the moment and the average sale price is roughly sixty five thousand pounds or twenty three percent. Right. Whereas the majority of people would assume that actually houses sell for pretty much close to whatever the asking price is. You have to remember that indices that talk about average asking prices include the fifty percent of homes that don't sell. Sure. So There is a huge opportunity for people to be misinformed or to misjudge what is actually going on as a result of not having all the facts. Yeah, that is
0: fascinating about the houses that aren't selling and I noticed actually in the the alert there on my phone to say that asking prices in Ireland have now dropped 2.5% so we've certainly seen the top of the market I think. And we have to
1: remember that all these indices, um, headline grabbing though they may be, are taking an average across a very wide area. And we all know that wherever you are in the world, that prices mm. they vary from parish to parish.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: what might be and category, to category. And category to category, whatever you, whatever the, the, the national trend may be, mm-hmm. they are all at the end of the day made up of individual deals that may be agreed um, not just with houses in the, in, in, at, the, at the richest end of the monopoly board, but also t- towards the, the cheaper end too. And invariably, in any functioning market there are deals being done at all levels and whatever you're trying to purchase there will be a market that's appropriate to you and as a buyer you're the one that has to understand that wherever you are again in the world you make money when you buy property not when you sell it and again that's something that many people misunderstand
0: I completely agree with you and I'm so glad you brought up that point because I'm sure you are often asked as I'm often asked well what's the market doing and I think I totally can see why people would ask that question but really it's which market and what category? Because it's so various and so deconstructed and the market doesn't all act in unison, as we've seen in Ireland and I think you've certainly seen in the UK, that houses at the upper level are definitely struggling to sell and certainly not getting the asking prices. Whereas houses in say in the case of Ireland up to five hundred thousand to six hundred thousand are selling really easily. There are buyers there for them. So when you can ask what is the market doing, it's not always a helpful question to ask. It's if, if you want to buy a two bed or a mansion, you want to know what's the mansion market doing, what's the two bed market
1: doing. And that's what a buying agent, I would think, will be able to help you refine. They'll be able to help you not only to, as I said, to, to understand what what is going to impact on the market you're trying to buy into, yep. but also on the availability, and more importantly perhaps for many people, Of what's going to impact on what they're actually buying because uh, political decisions that are taken can have implications at different levels of the market. For some parts of the market it's advantageous and helpful. Uh, In other, other ends of the market it can be incredibly unhelpful and indeed what you end up buying could conceivably be worth significantly less just a year later if you've got it wrong.
0: Sure, so for example if you're buying for investment and the government are about to introduce some chunky new legislation which might perhaps give tenants more rights or uh, regulate rents. The thing that you thought was going to be able to produce X amount is now not going to be able to
1: produce well, we not We don't have the um, first-hand experience that you've had in Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, at the, the crashing example that house prices can go down as well as up. For many people in the UK, they think that house prices are a one-way bet, <laughs> and frequently you'll hear state agents and mortgage lenders talking about if you leave it long enough whatever you buy must inevitably be worth more uh, in 20 or 30 years time than it is today but we have a very very important health warning that goes on all financial instruments which is that past performance is not a guide to the future and it's worth reminding people that what you buy uh, when you buy uh, is when something is, is what dictates whether you're going to inevitably at the end of it make money or lose At the end, when you come to sell something, you have to find somebody else who not only shares your enthusiasm for the property that you're trying to dispose of, Mm -hmm. but also has the ability to pay what it is that you demand in order for you to have made that notional or actual profit. Mm -hmm. When you're buying something, that's the time that only you are required. Fall in love with something and pay what you're you're prepared to pay, and you can always walk away.
0: Yeah, that's when it
1: comes to selling, you have to find somebody else who buys into your aspirational for
0: sure. So, you have great power as a buyer, you can walk away, and indeed, I that's one of the things I like about being a buyer's agent in that I can absolutely 100% investigate a property and say no. Whereas, if I'm someone trying to sell that property, I have to try and sell it so I can exactly. never say sometimes, no yeah. sometimes the best advice I give to somebody is
1: don't yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, you know, and that's that, great that, advice that, that can have huge value mm.
0: so just getting back to what buyers agents obviously people hire you because you solve some kinds of problems for them so we've heard that you will help them refine their search we've heard you help them expand maybe their horizons we'll, that you'll show them their actual power as a buyer, that they can walk away and maybe that's the best thing to do. What else? What other problems? What are you doing for your clients that make them want to pay you?
1: Well, the next thing is to uh, evaluate what it is they think they want to buy. Mm-hmm. And again, um, rather like uh, matters of the heart, yeah. uh, there are, it's very easy to get carried away. Uh, state agents famously uh, will puff the smell of freshly baked bread around a property. Mm-hmm. They'll have the, the smell of, of uh, freshly brewed coffee. In order to entice and encourage you to make a buying decision, Mm -hmm. but equally, when you're thinking of of from the buyer's perspective, you want to be thinking about what's going to happen in the locality, what else their money could buy, what what perhaps might be the costs of holding that property going forward, what work might need to be done to it, what the actual cost of that work might be, because Mm -hmm. it's all terribly easy to underestimate that in the enthusiasm and excitement of making a bid, Mm -hmm. but actually the the Repair works that will need to be carried out in order for you to be able to continue to enjoy it, converting part of the property to be able to accommodate elements of your family. For example, you might have uh, aged parents who mm-hmm. can't manage stairs, and or what won't be able to manage stairs perhaps in five or ten years' time, and that needs to be taken into account. So, evaluating a property. Both today and its future value uh, is something that a point. buying agent will bring in, I, in into play. Mm-hmm. Equally, perhaps most importantly for many buyers, it's making sure that the buyer is is prepared so that they can take advantage of their circumstances mm-hmm. when they do find the right property. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, we are seeing the pendulum in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. swing away from what we've enjoyed over the last five or six years, which is a seller's market, mm-hmm. to a buyer's market. And a, a, a well prepared buyer, these days, if they're buying in London, can make can probably save anything up to 20 percent,
0: percent of the
1: price of the property, if they're able to move quickly. Okay. Now, be able to move quickly means you need, if you need finance, you need a mortgage agreement as mm-hmm. a principle. Means you need to have a solicitor ready mm-hmm. to act on your behalf. So if, if you've got a property, another asset, for example, that you need to dispose of in mm-hmm. order to be able to buy, mm-hmm. we've moved on in the cycle of the of the of the, of the property world now to. Um, a situation where buyers who've got an asset they need to dispose of in order to be able to make a purchase are actually much less attractive than they once were Mm -hmm. when it comes to sellers trying to ramp up the price through competition of the property that they're trying to Trying to get rid of. So mm-hmm. if you've got an asset, if you have to but sell a house in mm-hmm. order to buy another house, or well at least get it on the market, preferably find a buyer who, who shares your aspirations and is prepared to persuade you mm-hmm. with enough of a price to persuade you to get rid of the property to them, so that you can then go out and take advantage of that with whatever it is you're looking to buy. Remember, most people are selling for one of the three reasons. The market is driven by the three Ds, death, death, mm-hmm. divorce, and debt drives the UK housing market as it does as much of Ireland Mm -hmm. and if you can provide a solution a a way out for whatever reason lies behind somebody selling a property Mm -hmm. remember however well it's presented however exciting the advertisement however well dressed the property is that they're trying to sell you Mm -hmm. behind it lies some negative story it's either too big for them or they've got a problem a bill that they need to pay at the end of the quarter Mm -hmm. or they've got an inconvenient spouse they want to leave behind Mm -hmm. these are all things that help people who are perhaps asking a price to accept a lower price mm-hmm. if you can provide an answer or a solution to that problem faster than somebody else.
0: And that actually brings, I'm glad you mentioned it because it brings us back to a point that you mentioned earlier, which is as a buying agent, you will always find out the story of the sale. And I really agree that that's a very important thing because you you might have a client who's very interested in a property, but if the person is selling that property, doesn't have a clear exit strategy, like they may have a problem, they may be in debt, but if the bank has not allowed them to sell this property, if the bank aren't in agreement, then they're not going to be able to sell it. So. Your buyer might be in love with it, but the vendor might not actually have the agency to sell it because they haven't negotiated that with the bank, let's say, for example, if they're in well, you're trouble You're right. Well,
1: there. like you, my job is, is um, the, the, the other side of the coin uh, from the traditional estate agent's job of selling a property. Mm-hmm. So when I walk into a property, I'm looking at it in a completely different way, 180-degree flip from what the selling agent's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I go into a property, I look in the bathroom to see how many toothbrushes are there. I open mm-hmm. covers to see whether. Why he's, did you look to see how many toothbrushes are there? Well, because I'm I'm going to be presented with a picture of domestic bliss and happiness. Yeah. As I say, I my nose, my nostrils will be assaulted with the smell of freshly baked bread. Yeah. But actually, behind it, there's a story of pain and and, and discomfort, which I probably want to maximise okay. on my client's behalf. Okay. So I want to see whether one spouse has disappeared. Got it. I open cupboards oh, okay. to see whether his, his yeah. clothes are still hanging in the cupboard. Yeah. I'm never happier walking into a property with a coffin walking out, being carried out as I go in. Mm-hmm. Because I want to try and find the reason, that the motivation behind the sale of something that is otherwise supposed to be the most wonderful opportunity, uh, and mm-hmm. something that I'm expected to pay top dollar for. Mm-hmm. If I can find out what the pressure points are, if I can get behind, get under the skin of the seller and their circumstances, it's at that point that then I can then start to squeeze. I know where to squeeze, I know how much to squeeze mm-hmm. in order to get the best deal for my client. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good because in, it, there, if there is a case, if, if you're in a situation where you're going into a property and there's just, they, you, there's a sense of desperation about it, it has to get sold, at least you know the chances are there is a price in that vendor's mind that will trigger the sale and it's a price below which they aren't going to be able to sell and it's a price at which they will sell but and it's it, probably not the asking price. But it price. doesn't
1: have to be a distressed sale. No, At indeed. the end of the day, I'm, what I'm trying to achieve is that my clients frequently a couple of kids move into the house that they've bought, and the, then the very next morning, the very first morning they wake up in the house, one doesn't turn to the other and go, I told you this wouldn't work. So what I'm trying to establish is what are the circumstances that lie behind the sale? So again, to give you a, a pleasant mm-hmm. example, frequently the property that might be being sold, perhaps by a family who are downsizing might not be sold to the bidder with who offers the largest mm-hmm. sum of money it might be sold to the family that's going to live in it yeah. very much as the seller has yes. frequently i will yes. understand that the seller is much more motivated to sell to a, a family, family. Yeah. who yeah. have asked so i might ask questions about um good local schools or where the uh, how frequently the local rotary mm-hmm. meet, um wh- uh, where where the, where the sort of personal elements um, that shine that, that, that ring a chord with their, with the mm-hmm. seller who thinks Do you know what? I, I know I'm not getting the best price the mm-hmm. top price but I'd mm-hmm. far rather that my legacy our legacy the happiness the fun that we've had here bringing up our kids yes. is going to be handed over in a baton to mm-hmm. another generation mm-hmm. who are going to um, I love the fact that the tree house that my late husband built at the end of the garden is going to be mm-hmm. occupied by lovely little three and four-year-olds who are going to have fun camping mm-hmm. just as my kids did. Sure, And trying yeah. to establish a bridge yeah. to that seller and their expectations and the memories that they have of the property mm-hmm. can again have significant value. Sure.
0: So can I just ask you for a quick scoot around your clients, obviously not who they are, but just give me an idea of who you're working for at the moment and what problems you're solving. Why are they working... Why aren't they doing this themselves? Clients who are looking. So some
1: of my clients are um, time poor. Right. They're busy commercial people with mm-hmm. businesses. Uh, they're they're out there um, running their own uh, organisations or working for big big companies and they don't have the time to go mm-hmm. out. Forty per cent of the homes that I buy aren't on the open market, so they can't find them. They don't get access to them. Ah. They're not in estate agents' windows, they're not listed on websites. Because agents, as they do in Ireland, will frequently go and evaluate a property mm-hmm. where this owner doesn't necessarily decide immediately they want to sell, mm-hmm. but might sell if the right buyer comes along mm-hmm. with the right terms mm-hmm. and, and who might perhaps be able to give them the opportunity to take time to go and find the next house that they want to move mm-hmm. to. So Um, And how do you
0: find those? Just because of your contacts with the agents, you can say, look, I've got, I I need someone who... Yeah,
1: I mean, what I do is not complicated, Mm -hmm. but it is very different from most people who move statistically Uh in the UK once every seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm back week after week week Uh with somebody Uh else looking for something different. So estate agents will give me information because I'm a frequent Mm flyer. They know that my (laughs) clients are... Well prepared, they're therefore mm-hmm. less likely to make an impulsive bid for something that they then decide they have no. second thoughts about. Mm-hmm. And if they are going to buy something because they're better prepared, they're more likely to com- to complete on a yeah. sale. And therefore, that my clients are probably a better bet, mm-hmm. a better horse to back, mm-hmm. than perhaps somebody who is doesn't hasn't done it or doesn't do it as frequently as I do. Mm-hmm. But it, perhaps um, they're also asking for my advice because inevitably when if you're, the average couple um, don't necessarily agree on the same priorities mm-hmm. he may want something that's that's more showy than she does mm-hmm. she may want something that's more family friendly than mm-hmm. he does and so trying to help them compromise again going mm-hmm. back to the fact that I want them on the first morning they wake up to wake up in a house that they agree was the right house to buy mm-hmm. rather than one of them complaining or bitching um, about it, saying, oh, I can't believe we bought this, mm-hmm. and now we need to unpick it and try and find another property which can go through all the pain and the expense mm-hmm. of, of moving for you know yet again. So Busyness, work, so they're busy. So they're busy people, they don't have access to the same volume of stock and properties that mm-hmm. I would have, they're, they're not able to evaluate properties. <coughs> Forgive me. That information is based on what they read or what their friends and family tell them is going on in the housing market, which may or may not have any any relationship to chipped with, with what's actually happening in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also uh, unused to the to, to actually the process of buying and selling. Sure. What happens when and who does what? You Irish are, are less susceptible to it than we Brits, but mm-hmm. we are we have a desperate Anglo-Saxon hang-up. We don't like to offend people, so most Brits find it difficult to make. Uh, a cheeky offer in the way that other people elsewhere in the world would Mm -hmm. and haggling is not something that is second nature to us um so they they're much happier to find somebody who will represent them who will make what might conceive might be taken to be either uh, an uncomfortable or indeed an insulting offer for a property i keep having to remind people the value of a property is not necessarily uh, what somebody will pay for it, it's, it's, what, it's what a buyer decides is mm-hmm. a property is worth. It's then the mm-hmm. seller's decision as to whether it's enough to get them to part company with them.
0: And just <laughs> before we leave the subject of um, prices, uh, we talked earlier about when agents go out to value properties, they have absolutely only one thing in mind, and that one thing is not to put a fair value on the property. It's to get the property to sell. And there's no doubt. And and agents, their priority is to get the property on to sell. And in general, humans want high figures. They want to be told that their property... We all all like like it. it. We all like to be
1: flattered. So the two things that most sellers want to know is, how much do you think you can get for my house, and how little are you going to charge to do the job. Yes. And an estate agent's job in the first place is to get the listing, get the instruction. Once they've got the listing, it's then managing both their client and the buyer's expectations Mm -hmm. in order to come to a deal. Because they only get paid Mm -hmm. if a transaction results, Mm -hmm. usually. And therefore, getting that instruction is what's key, the quality of the advice, whilst important from a reputational point of view, isn't necessarily the primary concern when it comes to getting a listing. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think that when people go to sell their houses, they have their three agents out and and they're charmed by the three agents and they like to hear the high values or or the values. Um, But they don't know what questions to ask the agents. They don't know to ask the agent on what basis are you giving me this valuation? You Show me three examples of properties recently that are comparable to mine that have sold around this price. Founders don't tend to ask that question.
1: Agents in the UK certainly, and I suspect from my limited experience of what's going on in Ireland, mm-hmm. agents have got fat and lazy. Mm-hmm. They've got used to listing properties as opposed to selling properties. Yes. And the bull market in the UK has enabled agents to stick property up on the internet, perhaps advertise it in a glossy magazine or the newspaper and to sit back and wait for the phone to ring and then process the interest that results. Mm-hmm. The market has changed, the market inevitably will change everywhere mm-hmm. and what people who are selling, again, what is usually one of their most, if not their most uh, valuable asset want is somebody who will market and sell a property and they need to understand who Uh, is going to do that most effectively on their behalf. We have, as I said, 50% of homes don't sell in the UK at the moment that go on the market. Unbelievably, 70% of homes that do sell sell with a second agent who's instructed. Mm -hmm. That just tells us that optimism, over-optimism isn't the key to this. Mm -hmm. It may be that you're easily flattered, but the next morning what you want is somebody who is Mm -hmm. still going to be respecting you. Well,
0: uh, very true. Um, and just to conclude, I'm really interested in what you've had to say, Henry, and I was fascinated when I looked at your website to see that you have three different products that you offer buyers. I hope that's a very good idea, to offer three levels of service. So if anyone's thinking of buying in the UK, and I'm going to probably be copying the products that Henry offers, but I'd love you to explain the two products that you offer to buyers.
1: So I have three different levels of service. I have a quick check, which is if you've found a property and you'd like a second opinion from somebody, as wizened and old as me, who's mm-hmm. not about enough, I will provide for £100 a 2,500-word report on my view of the property you are thinking of either bidding on or buying. Mm-hmm. I Good then idea. have a pocket agent service, which is £600, which is effectively telephone support through the whole process of selling your existing property and buying the next one. I'm the friend you can phone. Fantastic idea. And Uh, I won't go out and look at properties, I won't go and try and turn over stones to find properties, but Mm -hmm. through the complicated process of buying and selling, I'm there as a a shoulder to cry on, Mm -hmm. as somebody to provide that perhaps paternal advice Mm -hmm. over what you're trying to do, make sure that you know what questions to ask, Mm -hmm. if you're feeling nervous or uncomfortable, that you have some confidence Mm -hmm. about the process that you are going to go through. Mm. And then finally, I have a bespoke buying service, which is inevitably the most expensive of the three services, Mm -hmm. where I will go out and search for, evaluate and help you acquire, hopefully, the home that you're going to live in for years to come. Mm.
0: Fantastic. And do you see it as a growing trend? About what, 3% of transactions I support. In the
1: UK, um, the, the mm-hmm. ninety eight despite there being no law that requires people to instruct one, 98% of people who sell will instruct an estate agent to help them sell a property. But bizarrely, when it comes to buying, only 3% of people mm-hmm. find that it's helpful to have somebody in their corner to help them through the process. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people of Brits think that they are the best people, best qualified to go out there to find, to evaluate, negotiate what for most people is their most their single biggest asset and my job as a buying agent is to make sure it's not their most expensive
0: (laughs) or most expensive mistake I suppose Um, so Henry I'd like to say thank you very much and if anyone in Ireland is thinking of buying in England we couldn't recommend them highly enough Um, thank you
1: great pleasure thank you
0: did you enjoy this podcast? If so, we'd love you to subscribe to it and tell your friends, family and colleagues. In the meanwhile, if you think you'd benefit from some professional help with your next property transaction, then head over to brefniokelly.ie to see which of our three property services might be best for you. Thanks for listening.